Coming to you from Studio 507, you are now listening to the Fanville Hockey Podcast, your one-stop source for all things NHL. Join the crew as they cover the biggest highlights and stories from around the league. Now, it's time to drop the puck with your host, Evan Johnson. We are live from Studio 507. This is Fanville 65. I'm your host, Evan Johnson. I'm joined once again by our co-host, Drew Dolke. You had to think about that number for a second, didn't you? Yeah, you know, the higher we get, 60s are weird. I'm not going to lie to you. Or more episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and then we... Oh, yeah. But the 60s are kind of weird. Like, they're just not popular numbers. And, like, sports. Like, for, like, jerseys. Like, the back of... I've seen 67 quite a bit, but that's... I've seen a couple 68s. You know, if everyone's funny... You know, the funny guy, yeah, always, funny guy. you know, that number. But it's like, yeah, you don't really see a lot of like 63, 62, 64 kind of numbers. So we're kind of in that like awkward stage of the episode numbers here where it's like, uh, don't, don't really know. But there is a number that popped up this week that's nowhere near 60, Drew. Do you know what that number is? Tell me, Evan. The number's two. Number two. For our second birthday. Let's go. Fanville is two years old. Now, I know what you're thinking. We've been on for three NHL seasons, you know, in total. We watched the Tampa. We've watched Tampa Bay win twice, and then we've watched Colorado. So we've watched three Stanley Cup finals in only two, you know, years. That's because the year we started was the, like, half year, basically, with the COVID bubble. Mm -hmm. Weird. <clears throat> like weird situation. So we saw, you know, Tampa Bay win in the quarantine bubble. We've seen Tampa Bay win, you know, a regular Stanley Cup. And then we saw obviously last year the Colorado Avalanche win the cup versus Tampa Bay. So every year we've had a podcast. Tampa Bay Tampa Bay has made it to the finals. Do so we need to stop for like half a no, year? No, no. We just have to put our money on Tampa. where our mouth is. <laughs> just all right, Tampa, literally. Tampa's going to the cup. Every year. Yeah. Tampa. Well, and now, now watch them not even make it out of the first round this year. Well, you know what that means? They're going to win the next two years, Drew. That's true. Because <laughs> last time they didn't win, you know, they got swept by Columbus. And, you know, everyone remembers that. We don't really have to talk about that. That's pretty memorable. That was very. We, we, we know it's not what you want to hear right now. But after that, they went on. What would it have been? It would have been eight. They, Nine, they got 10, 11. They won 11 series of, in a row. They also got some of the, arguably the biggest pickups in all the league. I'm saying it's ridiculous. Think just okay. Let's think back at some of those they got. Like last year was Brandon Hagel. <laughs> they I didn't want to say they got him for free from Chicago, but they got him at a pretty discounted price, and he was like not like when what they've received is not what he did in Chicago is what I'm trying to say. Like he's outperformed. He was yeah, he was he's outperformed what you know. I think that's just because he had better were. supporting pieces with him too. Oh yeah, obviously. And then like the year before, they had Coleman. Like that's that first year they won the cup. They literally lost like their whole entire third line, and then replaced it. Yeah, yeah, and then basically replaced it with three new guys that basically did the exact same job, maybe even better. And they've just kept rolling. It's the same key pieces. And the funny thing is that those key pieces have been there for a while. They just never clicked. Then all of a sudden, something. Something changed. Yeah. After something that, snapped. And after that smart. Columbus series, something you know triggered, and they, you know, continued to to soar and make it to the finals. You know, three consecutive so times. You reminded me of two things. 
Uh, one is, do you, do you remember what happened the next year they played Columbus in the playoffs? Yeah, they where Victor Hedman started yelling at one of the guys and it's like, just play a hockey game. remember what happened? He's like, dude, I wasn't even on the fucking team last year. What are you talking about? <laughs> the guys are going through PTSD. They're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. I wasn't even here. I wasn't even here <laughs> last year. I was in the AHL, man. No, no. He was on a different AHL team, got traded to Columbus. Like oh, a trade deadline. Okay. And then it was yeah. like, he's like, I have a, no idea what you're talking about. That's Hedman. a tough trade. Because you know what probably happened, right? If you're getting traded to Columbus at the deadline... That means you're probably on a better team, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got flipped yeah. for somebody. But uh, and then the other thing it reminds me of is: Have you seen that commercial with Stamkos and Hedman? Oh yeah, where well, the baby's like six months, six weeks old, or something like that. He's got him in the the baby carrier. Yeah, and, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's my kid out there, blah blah blah. And he's just like, crushes oh, it. <laughs> he can't play hockey yet. He's like, he's six months, and he just kind of like looks at him. And his kid's out there like destroying kids that are in like beer league. All right, we have some very exciting news. Other than it's our birthday. I've got a dog sitting in my lap, Evan. Hey, she's not supposed to be here. Yeah, well, our mascot's making an appearance this week. But we have some exciting news, Neil, for you guys. Very exciting news. We are now ambassadors with the brand Buttons. Now, if you're not familiar with Buttons, they're like the rubber grip. That you like slide onto the hockey stick on like you mm-hmm. know, so where the plug hand. would normally go, you would slide yeah. that in. So they you know they give you like an adhesive, and then it's like a rubber, uh, it's like just grip tape, but it's it's one rubberized. Piece, it's yeah, a rubberized handle of, you stick on the top. It should allow you a better grip. Yeah. So we have partnered with them as ambassadors, and we have our own discount code. This is our first ever discount code, Drew. We're 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 going somewhere. We're getting this makes me discounts. Happy. So. To use this discount code, you have to go to www.thehockeyshop.com, which is the Bud Ends official uh, store, online store. You know, browse through their catalog, you know, their catalog of all the grips and colors and stuff like that. So you pick the grip you want, uh, you add it to your cart, you check out, you apply the discount code. Here it is, all lowercase, all lowercase letters, and there's no spaces. Fanville Podcast. I'll spell it for you. You don't have to spell it. I don't think I won't spell it for you <laughs> because it's going to be a lot of letters, and I think I think somebody who isn't here would probably get confused if you tried to use it. Well, the good news is Dakota probably won't be buying <laughs> one of these. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But I will get. I will spell it out for you. F A N V I L L E P O D C A S T. Once again, all lowercase, no spaces. You secure your checkout, and then you're all done. And the discount varies. Depends on what you buy. Yeah, on what you buy and then what time of year it is. So, like, during the season, it's going to be not mm-hmm. as big of a discount. It might be, like, 10%. But on but that then, off season. But then off season will be more. And then, obviously, the more you buy, the bigger the discount is. It's kind of like... It's a percentile. Yeah, it's kind of a... But it goes by even numbers. Like, you're not going to get, like, 10.3% off. You'll no. just get 10 or they'll round up to 11. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's either 10 or 11. It's whole numbers. No. Yeah. yeah, nothing weird. And that the discount applies before taxes, so it's not like you're just saving the money on taxes. You're actually getting a discount off on of the product, the product itself. itself. Yes. All right. So, like I said, www.thehockeyshop.com, butt ends, discount code Fanville Podcast, all lowercase, no spaces. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. That's our very first one. It's our first ever discount code. How do you feel about this deal, Drew? 
Uh, I feel like we're we're moving up. You know, we went from uh, went from basically college hockey to like ECHL, and maybe then back down to the <laughs> maybe, OHL, maybe, and maybe. then. So we're we're moving though. That's the important thing. I look at this as an opportunity, a door opened. Now, when other companies come to us, we can be like, "Yeah, we already have one." Instead of them taking out a, a gamble, like a us. shot in the dark kind of thing. Which so now we have our, you know, our foot in the door. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. Let me remind you guys: this all started. We only had like two microphones mm-hmm. when we started this whole entire deal. Now we have four microphones, but we're still using two microphones. Well, that's because only two of us here. <laughs> we, but now. Now we have discount codes. We're getting somewhere. I know. We have logos. We got the whole entire shebang. We got ourselves some jerseys too, which yeah. we'll have pictures of uh, come like April. April, yeah. All right, moving on to some NHL stuff. The 2023 Honda All-Star uh, fan vote presented by Guaranteed Rate is still open, and it runs through the 17th. So we're recording this on the 15th, so the last day... It is open is the day you hear this. Mm-hmm. So you got to get on that. You like got to vote now. for your players. No, it's like, who like you this want. is the only time I'm going to say, stop yeah. listening, go vote, and come back. Yeah. I mean, you can technically still listen to us. But if you're on mobile, stop, go vote, and come back. Take your time, make your selections mean it, and you're good. Yeah, uh, just select... Marty Natchez, and that, that's about it. That's all you need to do. Yeah, Drew's, a, Drew's a big Marty Natchez guy. I, I Honestly, I think he deserves I'm it. I'm trying to get my boy Sorokin in. That's understandable, but I, I, I seriously believe Marty Natchez should go. But we're dealing First with time. two different players, man. Yeah, I know. And here's why we're disagreeing, Drew. The fan vote will result in two skaters and one goalie added to each division's roster for the All-Star game in Florida on February 4th. So you know what? Marty Natchez can make it. And, and so Sorokin. can Sorokin because, you know, mm-hmm. Natchez is a forward, Sorokin goaltender. So we can actually have everyone that we want at the All-Star Everybody's game. happy. Now, we ha- we mentioned Unless this last week. Unless if your guys loses, then you're not happy. But. We mentioned this last week, Drew. We have to get our boy Ryan Reeves in. We got to get Ryan Reeves in We got to get there. Revo in the All-Star game. You know the NHL when they thought about doing this fan vote thing again. They were like, you know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna see if they screw it up again. Cause last time, you know, we all we all stepped up and put our votes in for John That's Scott. Good. John Scott, big play, everybody. Nice, nice move. Good work. And and the NHL didn't like that move. No, they. So they're like, they're <laughs> like, no more fan voting. And then this year, they're like, fine. I guess we'll give them a chance to redeem themselves. You get one Let's, more chance. Yeah, they're giving us, you know. We're getting our second chance here. Let's prove him wrong. Let's put him Ryan Reeves and in. put Ryan Reeves right in the. Now, do I think Ryan Reeves is gonna if he gets in? Is he gonna give a fight? Absolutely not. I don't think so. But I think it's gonna be fun. But do you really? Th- he probably wants a vacation down in Florida. Yeah, I would want a vacation down in Florida. You know, else wants a vacation probably in Florida? The Chicago Blackhawks after <laughs> last night's game. Well, actually, oh, just after the my first period. Goodness. Actually, the first six shots on goal. Yeah, <laughs> and you reminded me. My parents are on vacation in Florida, and they oh. keep sending me photos. And Let's I'm like, vote them in the All Star game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drew and Peggy All Star game, <laughs> or Bill and Peggy. <laughs> Drew and Peggy, send them to the game. Oh, could you imagine? 
If they got they, voted in. What if we could vote random people in? Right? Like, imagine, imagine if it was, like, I don't want to say, like, the present voting kind of thing where you can write somebody in. But, like, imagine if you could do that. And it doesn't have to be an NHL player. Well, the problem would be, well, okay, so I think someone that would do decently well in that would be, like, Yagmir Yager. Everyone, <laughs> everyone would be, like, Yager, Yager, Yager. <laughs> Like those type of players, but then you're also gonna get like the people who are like big social media, like influence. Yeah, so like people that have like a big following on social biz, media. Biz, biz, biz. Yeah, so yeah, you get like biz nasty <laughs> showing up to the All Star game. Like he's already gonna be there like for like teens. He's gonna be there like anyway. But like he'd actually be like on the ice, and then you'd have like people like uh, one of the guys we uh you know interviewed, Kane Van Gate. He would probably somehow probably. wander his way on there. And just people like that who have like YouTube or like some social <laughs> Nick media. Nick the goalie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But like people like that would end up in it, which I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. But then I would, I think it'd be interesting just to have like some like 50 year old beer league guy with a pot belly rolling up with a <laughs> handlebar mustache and cut off sleeves <laughs> doing the shooting, the accuracy shooting, and he's there for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, back in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Saskatchewan, where we have uh, my beer league on Tuesday nights at eleven thirty. Uh, I'm the best defensive defenseman in the league. We get uh, we get Jared Kiso from uh, Shorzy. Yeah, those would be those would literally be the people like the, anyone that played in the Mighty Ducks. Those would be good. Those too. would be the people that would get invited to, you know, do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but jumping back on the Seattle, uh, you know, seven goal first period, Seattle. Also in that game was the first team in NHL history to sweep a seven-game road trip. It's a good time to be a Seattle fan right now. They kind of, like last year, you know, they weren't... They they were very much of the mindset of win later. They, yes. I think a better way to put that was build for the future. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the future isn't now, though. But they're just playing really good. I think what they're trying to do is, you know, build a farm system like any, you know, any... Mm-hmm. You could really, you know what I mean? But it's like, I mean, if you told me that Shane Wright wasn't going to be on the Seattle roster and they were going to be one of the better teams of the yeah. league, I would have called you an idiot. Well, like, I mean, look, okay, we'll look back at like uh, Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. I thought Jack Hughes was kind of forced into the league and he didn't really show up for the longest time. And all of a sudden this season, it's boom, Jack Hughes, and he has like 20 plus goals. You could say the same thing for Tage Thompson, too. Yeah. It took him but a t- while. Yeah, but Tage Thompson. But like I'm saying, like Jack overall was, or Jack overall, Jack yeah. Hughes was like first overall, so he was expected. He was to expected be Connor to McDavid right off the bat. Same thing with Wright, which is completely unfair to every single first round draft yeah. pick. But that's how. But like think like there was a couple of years in a row where we had McDavid and Matthews as first round picks, mm-hmm. and then look what they're doing now, and look what they did there for like Matthews' first game, he scored four goals. Mm-hmm. And so now everyone in Toronto is like, well, if we don't score four goals every game, yeah, which is you know, then that's not how not it works. something you, you can ask for. Yeah. That's like asking a goalie, you know, that gets a shutout on his first game to never let in a goal in the NHL. Like bad bounces are going to happen, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be recorded and posted on the internet for people to laugh at you, yeah, who are clearly less talented and mm-hmm. less skilled. And we found out last week with McKenny that not everyone on Twitter is nice. Wow, I would have never guessed. I never knew that. Would have never guessed. Wow. Not everyone on Twitter is nice. I thought when you signed up for Twitter, I thought in order to get the blue check mark, you had to be nice. No, now you just got to pay $8. Now, but now it's just $8 mm-hmm. to be nice. Yeah. 
I don't think I've met anyone on or on uh, Twitter that's nice. No, never. But the I only reason I have Facebook, though, Drew, I know we're switching mm-hmm. media channels. Oh, right? everywhere. But, you know, the only reason I have Facebook, Drew, is because I like joining groups of, like, certain teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, here in St. Louis, we have the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of Blues fans bitching and complaining <laughs> about stupid shit. It's funny to watch. But then I also like checking out what Carolina fans are thinking and what Toronto fans are thinking and what Nashville fans are well, thinking. Well, we we all know what Toronto fans because are thinking. Because they're all just shitting their pants <laughs> over <laughs> oh. the dumbest thing. So, for example, since we're, we're going to keep it local here, we're going to go with the Blues Lounge. Every single game that Bennington plays in, it's <laughs> Bennington's the problem. He needs to get out of here. Okay, I watched the game last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm so We've glad. already talked about them. I'm so glad I sat him for that yeah. game, too. He lets in four goals. One of them, I will say, is probably his fault. So one of the four is his fault. The other ones are like defensive breakdowns. The first or second goal, Nolachari literally was turned the puck over because he wasn't paying attention. Uh, along the like the half boards, boards yeah. and they basically had like an A plus scoring chance. That's not Bennington's fault. No. Now, yes, there are some goalies that would just magically save that. Vasilevsky. But it's like like you're not gonna get that every yeah. play. You know what I mean? Like the goalies aren't preparing for a defensive. Yeah, they're not a huge defensive mistake. Now it's always a possibility, yes, but like those things are like. Plays coming down on you, like from a rush, you know that they're either going to drop it, they're going to pass it, or they're going to shoot. Mm-hmm. You really only have three options. Now, when your team has it, you don't expect them to shoot on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just from a goalie standpoint, like, you're not expecting that, but it could happen. Because it's happened to you twice. Yeah, in one no, game. it's happened to you twice, Drew, in one it's game. It's also very true. Because of you. <laughs> Listen, okay, in my defense, one of those times, the ice was super wet. Self, don't look at me like self that. Self-pity. <laughs> don't look at me like that. It's excuses. How does the ice being wet deter you shooting the puck on me? Oh, you're talking... Okay. So so what I was thinking you were talking about was something different. Okay. Because when it was when we were playing those guys. Yeah, that's the name of the team. Okay. Those guys. Right? And the like boards and like corner areas were like... Soup. Soup. And I went to try like and, and pass it up. And uh, instead, I gave it right to our guest of last week, Ryan McKinney. And he fired that one right in from a failed I'm pass. I'm talking about high school. Drew. Oh, high school? I don't remember <laughs> anything. Anyway. Hardly ever. Anything. He Drew's just avoiding the topic. I am. Anyway. But I also probably have some brain damage. Seven game road trip sweep for Seattle. And they. it's not like they beat shitty teams they beat they beat some good teams like toronto boston like some decent they shut out boston yeah that was our first regulation home loss of the year boston um but just things like that like seattle starting to turn around i do think they'll make the playoffs i thought they just had a hot start at first but now since we're roughly getting kind of close to the halfway mark here we are kind of looking at them being pretty i think well cemented into the the thing, and if they don't make it, I think it'll be by a couple points. Mm-hmm. But like right now, they're sitting second or third. They're kind of bouncing around, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if you look down below in the standings for them, I mean, like no one's really. It seems like everyone, like, is just keeping pace. Mm-hmm. 
No one's trying. No one's like going on like these super long win streaks now, other than Seattle. Mm-hmm. But like you're looking at it here in the Pacific Division, this is what we're rolling with right now. Actually, we'll go Western Conference, but mainly the, the or Pacific Division. Vegas, fifty-eight points. Okay, pretty decent. They're twenty-eight, fourteen, and two. Seattle, just two points behind them. But with two games in hand, they have 26 wins, 12 losses, four ties. Okay. And then next is L.A. with also 56 points. But they have four games played more than Seattle. They're 25, 15, and 6. So obviously Seattle has a ton of run room there. And then both wildcard teams are also from the same division, which is Calgary and Edmonton, and they're both with 51 points, so, you know, they're five points back. You know, Seattle and Vegas, the two newest teams in the NHL, are leading the, you know, the Pacific division here. Yeah, I mean, so my question is, if Seattle gets into playoffs, yeah, what round are they going to? Well, like, if you, as of right now, if you had to, if you had to pick. If the playoffs started today. Yeah. It would be Vegas versus Edmonton, which literally happened last night, and mm-hmm. and Edmonton won. And then it would be Seattle versus L.A. In my opinion, I think Seattle would probably win that because Seattle scores more goals than L.A. does, uh, and they let and L.A. lets in a lot more. Um, just looking at just goal differential in general, LA is the only team in the playoffs in either conference that has a negative goal differential. It's only a three. So nothing, you nothing know, like, crazy, nothing crazy. absurd, but, but Seattle's with a plus 28. So we'll, we'll round up and we'll say that's a 30 point difference. Mm-hmm. Make the numbers easy, but you know, just looking at that alone and then looking at the teams, I think Seattle has been on a pretty good pace. There's, they seem very fast mm-hmm. uh, when they play. L.A. seems to have spurts where they're like really good, and then yeah. they just kind of go back. And to I'm not talking about like like game spurts. I'm talking about in game spurts. Like the yeah. first period, they'll be really good, and then second, second period, period they're they're, yeah, they're real. Weird. And then third period, they're back being really yeah, good. But since they missed the second period, it screws them. Yeah, it screws them for the whole entire game. Uh, and once again, I mean, their goalies are quick. I mean, technically, Peterson, who's in the minors at the moment, mm-hmm. and then Phoenix Copley. So, I mean... Quick is getting older. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Phoenix yeah. Copley. Yeah. <laughs> Quick's getting older. Peterson can't keep the puck out of the net. Copley's all right. He's actually been playing more games than anybody here mm-hmm. in the you know in the last week or so for LA. But just things like that, you know, I think Seattle could be a team that could beat LA. And then you're looking at either Vegas or Edmonton if the playoffs started today. You know, the, right. of what you have to do. Also, I said we're a little bit not to halfway yet. We actually are halfway. Most teams are at 44 games played, mm-hmm. and halfway would be 41, obviously. So we're past the halfway mark in the NHL season. Because as far as I'm aware, there's only a couple teams that have played, about five teams that have played exactly 41 games. Yeah, exactly that's, 41. That's Detroit, Tampa, Chicago, 
Colorado, and I believe there was one more that I missed. Unless if I unless if I got a Buffalo. Buffalo was the other one. So those five teams are the only ones that I see that have played forty one games. Yes, and that is the no one has played less than that. Yeah. So every team is halfway. Or a little bit past the halfway. Yeah, or yeah, farther. Which it, that feels like it took no time at all. Yeah, it looks like forty sixth is the highest. And who's got that? The LA Kings. Not oh, the Kings do. <laughs> Oh, you're right. It is the Kings. Yeah. Wow. So they played the most games, and they're still points behind Seattle. And like I said, Seattle's got four more games. Now, do you to think? Play. Do you think that leaves uh, a spot open for someone like Calgary or Edmonton to jump up to that third place, and LA n- miss playoffs? Uh, go I'm going to say no, because the odds of you getting jumped by two teams are kind of. I said one or the other. Edmonton, yes, I think Edmonton can. I know Edmonton has more games played than them, but I trust Edmonton's offense more. The problem with them is also goaltending. Calgary is just kind of a hit or miss all over the place, including their goaltending. I think the bottom three teams in the Pacific are all having goalie problems, L.A., Calgary, and Edmonton. They just can't keep the puck out of their net. Mm -hmm. But they're just good enough, uh, like offensively and defensively, to basically outscore their problems. Mm -hmm. In basically... To where they can still outplay Vancouver, San Jose, and Anaheim to keep you know those last four spots. Uh, I think the Central Division is basically kind of not set in stone, but I think Winnipeg, Dallas, and Minnesota are easily going to make it. I think the two teams to keep an eye out is Colorado and St. Louis. They could, they could especially be Colorado because they're injured. They're so injured right now that uh, once they get McKinnon and. He, he just back. came back. Yeah, he did just come but back. But like they're still missing like some key pieces. Or are, isn't Landeskog still out? Yes. It's just like I feel like once they like they're they're almost five hundred. Like they're twenty one, seventeen, and three, and their point percentage is point five four nine. Like they're they're just, above five hundred. Yeah, they're just on, barely. They're barely, but they're like on the line, basically. So it's like I mean they're they're a couple games away from being mm-hmm. below and Colorado doesn't really you know, look like when I look at their team, doesn't scream I'm missing playoffs. Yeah, really doesn't. So, moving on to a guy that's really done a really good job with his team in playoffs and in the regular season, Rob Brendamore is the third quickest NHL coach to get 200 career wins, doing it in 330 games. So the person who leads that is Bruce Boudreaux. He did it in 326, so four games less. So all those overtimes. They mattered. <laughs> yeah, they mattered. But, you know, Rod the Bod, Brendan Moore. <laughs> That's true. He, uh, I think he's a good coach. He made the all-star uh, selections uh, earlier this week for coaching and stuff like that. I think a lot of those players, I mean, you're looking at a team in Raleigh, North Carolina, that, you know, when they first came around, you know, as the Whalers and stuff like that, didn't have a lot of, not a lot of fans. It's kind of a smaller, you know, population wise. So, like, you have a lot less to work with. And I think, you know, the way that the team plays and how the way that the team plays for, you know, Brendan Moore, I think just kind of, you know, gets everyone excited, gets the team going. I think the team's good. I think they know they're good. They've had some problems in the playoffs, but they're always not, they're not a, 
they're not an easy out, we'll say. They're always kind of a tough team to play. Yeah. And I think that's me. A big reason is that is because of their coach. And, uh, you know, I'm excited and, you know, happy for him that you know, he got to 200 wins, you know, third all time. I mean, it's, 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 it's a big achievement. Yeah. Out of all the coaches in the NHL, he's the, the third fastest. There's people in the NHL that don't even have 200 career wins. Yeah. From a coaching standpoint. So, you know, just to get to that, you know, obviously some of the, the great coaches aren't, you know, are, are way up there with wins and stuff like that. So. Just happy <laughs> to see uh, a good coach, you know, Yeah, get there. Vegas Golden Knights goaltender Robin Leonard has filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy with the District of Nevada. According to a public filing, Leonard estimates the worth of his assets being between, this is funny to me, Drew, $1 to $10 billion. That is a huge range. I wonder, let me finish the statement and then I'll go back to the $1 thing. <laughs> While his liability to creditors is between ten to fifty million. Okay, so the one dollar to ten million thing, I have a feeling you have to start at one dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, say if you owe like twenty million dollars, like is it does it always start at one, or like is he just scamming the shit out of us <laughs> and being like, yeah, I mean the snakes all together could be worth fifteen bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, to uh, this isn't in the the part that I guess read, but yeah, it sounds like he was buying snakes from a, from a Missouri local, okay. uh, snake like breeder farm zoo type. That's of place. weird to me. And so you know he's into the animals, kind of like Brent Burns, but you know it sounds like he bit off a little bit more than he could chew, and you know they obviously want their their money back. So it looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to me, he's a weird dude. But he's, he's, gone, he's gone through some stuff, so I'll, I'll let it slide. But, all right, so the weird thing for me is that I'm kind of conf- like, Drew, I give you a million bucks, okay? What are you going to do with a million dollars? I'm assuming you're not going to go buy a million dollars worth of snakes. No. You know, and I obviously wouldn't. he didn't spend all the money. On the snakes. He's got a house and car and, you know, family. He's got actual assets. Yeah. But well, it's just kind of weird that... I, dug ice. I guess he has the money there, so he thinks he can... Do, like, same thing with Vander Kane. I'm like, didn't something similar happen with him? Yeah, he just gambled on it, though. Yeah. And he has lost it through gambling. Like, at least... <laughs> at least Leonard here is getting something out of it, you know? He's getting snakes. So... It's like it's just kind of a weird. You know what I mean? It's like imagine yeah. like walking into his house, and this is what I imagine: it's like tanks and tanks and tanks of snakes. And it's like, oh, how much does this all cost? He's like, oh, I don't know, like seventy-five million dollars. So like, oh, how much have you made in your career? Seventy-two. <laughs> it's like that makes Excuse no me? sense. Yeah, it's, it's weird. We, I don't, I don't like. I don't get it. I don't have the money, and I also don't have capital to do that. But it's like it's just. Because if someone's giving me a million, I'm immediately investing that. Yeah. Like, you uh, might buy a couple things. Yeah. You, know, you might buy a better house, and you might buy, like, a, a car nicer or car. something. But it's like, I'm not going to go and buy, like, as you know, I like collecting jerseys. I'm not just going to go buy every jersey available. I know some people that would do that. I know some people that would, too. But it's like, just things like that, I don't understand. At least put it, at worst case scenario, put it in a bank account and just let it gain interest. Yeah. Worst case scenario. 
All right. We have some sad news, but also some heartwarming news as well. The Penguins flew into Montreal from Arizona at 4 a.m. hours after their game to uh, be with Chris Letang at his father's funeral. Uh, you know, we didn't mention this last week, but, uh, you know, Chris Letang, as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, had a stroke. And then a couple weeks later, his father passed away. So, a, you know, double weird, whammy. Yeah, weird and kind of a rough month there for Chris. But, uh, you know, applause around for, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the whole entire team flying from Montreal or. They flew to Montreal, sorry, from Arizona just hours after their game with the uh, the Coyotes to go and be with Latang for a, uh, you know, obviously to be there in support of uh, him and his family and friends. Uh, this kind of just brings back some of the things that we talk about with most of our guests when we ask the question, you know, like what life lessons, you know, as the sport of hockey taught you. And like to basically sum it up into a couple words of what most people say is, you know, hockey it's more than hockey. Yeah, it's community. You know, yeah, it's like a community kind of thing. So just kind of things like that, you know, are just kind of things that, that we like to bring up and mention if they, you know, if they come to light. Because like we said, you know, it is more than a game. There is, there's people and there's communities inside of, you know, you have your teams, you have friend groups and all these things. You have your buddies, your friends, your enemies, but at mm -hmm. the end you all love each other. And you're all playing a game that you like to play. Because if you didn't like it, why would you really be here kind of situation? Yeah, like, what's the point? So it's like, no one's... If you don't like hockey, you're not coming out every night at 10 o'clock to play some beer league on Sunday night, you know, to mm -hmm. just uh, just to be there. Because, you know, here's the funny part about beer league. I didn't know if you know this or not. They don't pay you to play. No, you got to You pay. pay them to play. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a weird dynamic switch, mm -hmm. you know. So... uh we want it more than them, all right? Yeah, they we want it more than they them. They got to get paid in order to play. Yeah. We we pay them because we want to play so much. Yeah. Maybe but that's what Robin Leonard's doing. Maybe he's just paying <laughs> to play. I'm paying with snakes. Yeah, here. Uh, so here, Gary uh, Batman, we have uh, here's my last three years residence in, in yep. or two years, I guess, in Vegas. Here's a 27 snakes. Here's 27 snakes. They're Gary's, worth approximately 2k each. Yeah, he's like the one that one right there in the the cage on the left is poisonous. Gary's like, oh okay, mm -hmm. with his New Balance skates on. The New Balance <laughs> skates. I still can't get over those. I we all know you all saw that. We know if you have social media, there was a a company that made New Balance looking skates. So they look like the the obvious white and blue. New Balance dad shoes. We all know what those are. And they basically, you know, redid the boot of the skate to make it look like the New Balance skates. And it was actually pretty good. Like, they actually did pretty good it's work a good design. on it. Yeah, it's a pretty good work on it. Like, and it actually looks, you know, pretty good for what it is, you know. But, uh, yeah, just things like that. We got to do it again. We have uh, we already mentioned the Bud Ends discount code now with us, and we also have, as we know before, because of the Christmas whole thing. And, and last time Trevor was here, he you know was getting horned up on coasters, <laughs> but we do have a Redbubble shop on the Redbubble app. Uh, if you just want a, an easy link to it, there's a link in our Instagram bio. It has all of our uh, merchandise on it from, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, backpacks, 
coasters. I was gonna there say are, even the coasters. Because coasters are the number one thing everyone needs. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Imagine going to someone's house and, and they seeing, don't have and seeing rings on their table because they just keep setting it's the cups worst. down and and they sweat and the, the coat the the pr- the primary source of a coaster, Drew, the whole reason they exist, Drew, is to stop the condensation from hitting your nice table. Yeah, from getting and ruining your furniture. That IKEA furniture deserves better, Drew. I, know I wish I had a trash can to kick right it's now. It's literally because it's embarrassing if it's you don't have it. Embarrassing, Drew. It's only made like IKEA stuff's only made out of that particle board stuff, but it deserves better, Drew. You're paying three hundred dollars for a particle board. You can spend six bucks on some Fanville coasters. Mm-hmm. I feel like we always go on a rant every time we bring up the coasters. Yeah, I it's, just it's actually honestly, kicked your foot. I'm sorry. It's on, yeah, you said kicking trash cans. What do you mean? Why are you kicking me? My trash? <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe we session. should add that to the store. Fanville trash cans gives a bad vibe. <laughs> it does. But if you need one, but you need one. You know when you go to the store and you gotta go get like, like for example, like when I was little, we had you know a whole like man cave mm-hmm. in my basement, and like we had this like Albert Pujols trash can. Now he was on our team, and Albert Pujols wasn't trash, man. He was the complete opposite. Because you trash. take out the trash. That's right. But Fan then you know what happened though? He left us and he went to the Angels, and I was like, this man's fucking trash. I was like, that is so, that makes so much sense. That trash can makes so much sense. And then he came back. I was like, that trash can has been the devil for the last 11 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I was now. like, it doesn't even make any sense. But anyway, like we said, the Redbubble app, there's a link in our Instagram bio, or you can go on Redbubble and type in Fanville Podcast. will pop up. We have clothes for you know men, women, children, all kinds of stuff on there. So check it out. We have, I think we have six designs on there, and we're going to get more later on. We just got to you know, work with some people and stuff like that. And some people are lazy, <coughs> and that's not even me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if you guys want some Fanville merchandise, stickers, magnets, all kinds of stuff, coasters, of course, you know, link in the Instagram bio, or you can download the Redbubble app and type in Fanville Podcast. Back to the NHL. This is Drew's favorite thing we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. In a pregame speech before a Nashville and Montreal game, P.K. Subban was out there hyping up the crowd. Oh, he's got some style, I'll tell you what. He's tell, got some I don't style. Know, I don't know what P.K. Subban, like where he he went for, for schooling on how unbelievably he rocked that retirement. Yeah, he goes, I like how he dresses. Yeah, he, that's what I'm talking he's about. got the flow. He's, yeah. he's got hockey hair when he doesn't have hockey hair. I know. Okay? Like... Like it's some magic. How do you make that work? It's crazy. But anyway, after his speech or his pump up, whatever you want to call it, he uh, he called out Carey Price and they did their famous triple low five one last time. When, I, when I'm telling you, I don't think I've heard a crowd that loud in a while. That place like imploded with noise. Well, they do have the biggest rink in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Did you know this? And I don't know if you did do. Did you know? That like... Montreal has the bottom bowl, you know, for their rink. They have an upper bowl, so like the 200s. Right. They have another bowl on top of that. They have a third bowl. At, wow. No, I'm, I, I just got to visit it. We have to go. We just got to go. 
We got to get a passport first. I have a passport. I got to get a passport first. It's not that hard. No, but it takes time. It does take time. It takes You're time. Right. And you don't have a lot of time right now. And I'm pretty sure you got to go to Walgreens and get a photo taken. <laughs> <laughs> nah, when I got my passport, they did their, the photo there. Was it pre-COVID or... Yes, I'm saying you have to go to Walgreens to get your photo taken. The, the, the thing, though, is I had to take off my, my glasses because I wear glasses. And uh, I look like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You kind of look like him with them on, too. <laughs> but anyway. We're going to watch NHL tonight. I know. <laughs> We're going to watch the Maple Leafs last Stanley Cup win. Hardy, hardy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that kind of brings back memories of when, obviously, Montreal had Subban and Price. And every time they won, they did that triple low five. Kind of uh, like back in, like, the 14, you know, 2014 era and stuff like that. Like, when first, was that trade though for Weber for Subban? You know, Drew, we got to look this up. I, you know, I don't really know. I want to say it was like 2016. That sounds right, but I feel like I'm also wrong. Well, there's only one way to find out, Drew. Mm-hmm. Good old Google. Yeah. Already, it happened on June 29th. Mm-hmm. The year, Evan. I need the year. I know. Hold on. Well, this this is stupid. <laughs> 2016. I, I couldn't right. tell me that on the top. I was, I was right. thinking it was, was going to be that year because that was the year Nashville went to the finals. Yeah, and I was like, I was kind of confused. Okay, so this article I'm looking at it says June 29th, Subban traded to Predators by Canadians for Weber, and I was like, okay. And then it says plus Montreal acquires Savard from the Avalanche, but then it says when it says Avalanche take McKinnon number one. What the? F- and I was like, what? Meaning that they took McKinnon first overall. Because, you know, June's the draft. Oh, my So God. I was confused as I was like, they traded Savard for McKinnon? And obviously there's more than one McKinnon mm-hmm. that's in the league, but one is, you know, way better than all the others. Yeah. But I was like, that makes no sense. But then when you scroll down and you actually get to the part where it actually talks about the Subban Weber trade, it says in 2016, NHL set two blockbuster trades. Because that was the same day. or No, they're referring to that trade as a comparable to when Taylor Hall was traded for Adam Larson one for one. Because that was the last, these are the last two times that there were like big boy names getting traded. Because, you know, Hall was a heart winner mm-hmm. for Adam Larson, who's just kind of like this random defenseman. Not random, but you know he's, what I mean? He's just a good defensive defenseman. Yeah, he's not Taylor Hall, is what yeah. we're trying to say. And then the next one for one trade was Subban for Weber. Now, we really haven't had a one for one trade since then of this magnitude. We almost had it with. Kachuk. No. Close. Well, okay. I'll, okay, let's back up even. For, we'll get to that one. We almost had one with Dubois and Line. But Roslovic was involved, so it's not a one-for-one. And then we almost had one again, which you just said, Huberto for Kachuk. That would have been bigger than, I think, all these combined, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, But Mackenzie Weaker was involved, so it's no longer a one-for-one. So I think, the, in my opinion, I think the last or the biggest one-for-one trade that happened was probably the Subban 
to Nashville, you know, Weber to Montreal, which kind of sucks. Neither of them are playing Weber on long-term IR and probably won't play again. And Subban, you know, got traded to Jersey a couple years later, and he, uh, you know, has basically ended his career. Someone who just started their career, though, Jason Robertson. That's this a year, good guy to talk about. Yeah, this year, 29 goals, 31 assists for 60 points. He's fourth in the league in points, fifth in goals, and 15th in assists. So, you know, top 10 for points and goals, and then top, well, actually top five for points and goals, and then top 15 for assists in the league. This player playing out of Dallas, do you think that affects his you know, notoriety around the league? I feel like I don't hear enough about him, so I think it does. I think it does, too. I think he's one of the best players, young players, that is. Mm-hmm. I think he's a comparable to, like, Jack Hughes now. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a good uh, comparison for him. But it seems like it's, him just being in Dallas doesn't. It, like, for me, it was like it was like with uh, Barkov, where you, you knew that he was around, mm-hmm. but it was just you never heard about him all the time. Like you would hear about, say, Alex Ovechkin or Sidney mm-hmm. Crosby or Connor McDavid yeah. or Austin Matthews. Yeah. And some of those guys don't even play in that big of markets. Like Pittsburgh was literally going downhill before Crosby showed up, and he turned it into a big market. Same mm-hmm. thing with Ovechkin. He turned Washington, Washington into, into a big market. Edmonton being just in Canada's kind of big already, but he made it – McDavid bigger. made it even bigger than Dreisaitl was actually there before him, mm-hmm. and he kind of got it going. And then just kind of looking at it, I think Jason Robertson will get it going. But like another person I think of, of someone that you don't even think about half the time, and we didn't even mention him last week for the All-Star thing, Krill Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. Like he gets, he's so off the radar being in Minnesota, which is crazy to say because Minnesota is a state of hockey. But the team, the while, has just been so inconsistent throughout the years that they've you know been able to you know, since they've been in the league, mm-hmm. that it's almost to the point where you kind of forget about them half the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, I think, and as, as bad as this sounds, uh, a lot of the Midwest teams, in my opinion, like the the Central, mm-hmm. they they really need to have down years in order to build up some of the things. Because you're, you're seeing it with how Minnesota, Chicago, Blues, like that sort of area, mm-hmm. all their teams are dwindling. They need something to spark yeah. their teams. So, okay, I, I actually I like that statement you just made. Let's look at the uh the central division. Uh we're going to go we're going to go in order of what their their yeah. seedings are right now in their division. Uh number 1 is Winnipeg. Who? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, next up is Dallas. We just talked about them. Minnesota we just talked about them. Colorado, I think they're still relevant, but this is just because of what we just literally talked about with like Crosby and Ovechkin, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, and McCarr. Those are names known all around the league, and the Avalanche had to suck for yeah. a while to get those. Yeah, Th- think about the Avalanche like in 2011. They were terrible. Dog shit. You know, and now obviously. That was also a team with Ryan O'Reilly on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, you'll get the Blues, who are in fifth in the division. I, I think they still have some relevant relevancy. Because. They just won a couple mm-hmm. years ago still. So I still think they 
you know, have some. Well, that and Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas have been huge contracts. Yeah, like, do you really think people but in Los Angeles know who Jordan Cairo and Robert they, Thomas? They are? might know Jordan Cairo. Maybe. Maybe because he's he's been to the All Star game recently, and yeah. he's also been. You know, kind of a dynamic. Yeah. But if I years. asked you if you could spout off like the NHL's top fifty wingers, I couldn't. Where do, that. do you think? I know, but where do you think Kyrie would end up? Oh, Kyrie would probably end up like I'd say in the twenties. Wow, that was really good. Yeah. We said twenties at the exact same time. That's crazy. But you know what I mean, though. He's not in like the top ten of that, yeah. and Thomas is would be lower. Yeah, even because lower. Thomas is a good playmaker. Not mm-hmm. he. Thomas is a lot like Nicholas Backstrom to me. Yeah. With no Ovi, though. With no Ovi. <laughs> and that's the thing. He needs an Ovi. Yeah. And, and Kyra ne- right now is not Ovi. Yeah, no. And then next is uh, Nashville. I think they have relevance because, <laughs> like, they do have good players. I think it's the jersey, though. <laughs> They're the only team that's all yellow. Mm-hmm. So I think they have, like, you, you. it's one of those jerseys you can't forget about. So for me, like in the NFL, I forget about the fucking Denver Broncos all the time, but they're orange. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't forget it because they're orange. Mm-hmm. Same thing with San Jose. I yeah. can't forget about the San Jose Sharks. They're fucking teal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like just kind of one of those things. I know you're thinking in the NFL, like the Bengals are, are also, also orange. orange, but they have black. Yeah, but they have black, but they have Joe Burrow. It, you know what I mean? Like, Burr. it's just kind of one of those things. So, and then the last two are Arizona, Chicago. Chicago will always have Relevance. hype around it because of the how big the city is and their original six. Yeah. Arizona recently has hype around it because they play at a rink the size of a kitchen. <laughs> so. <laughs> are you sure you would call that hype? They've had chatter. That's true. You know what I mean, though? Like, like when was the last time you heard anything tall. about Winnipeg? Winnipeg is first in the division. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The, the the last thing I heard about Winnipeg was that they were trading line A. The, that was the last no, thing I heard. the last thing you heard about Winnipeg was that they hired Rick Botas as their coach. I don't even remember that. Exactly. My point proven. Dallas and Winnipeg are literally tied for first place in the division, mm-hmm. and no one cares. Minnesota's up there. No one cares. What they care about is that Colorado isn't in playoffs. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> in the Play central that? division, if we're being honest. Central Division needs some good draft picks in the next couple yeah, of years, sure. I think. Because right now, I think if you look at the Pacific, the Pacific will end up being fine. I mean, yeah, I think, like I said, Vegas I is always going to be a popular market. Seattle is going to build its farm team well enough; it's going to pop off. Yeah, they're new. You got to give them some time, right? L.A. is L.A. L.A.'s got some young guys that are finally maturing and becoming good hockey players. Mm-hmm. Calgary's got some big names in it. Mm-hmm. Edmonton's Edmonton. And they have very big names. Very big names. Vancouver is the only one in the Pacific that I think really needs to like shake things up. Mm-hmm. Because San Jose and Anaheim, they're they're basically rebuild. Yeah. Uh, looking at the Anaheim side of it, though, I think Anaheim... I was going to say has one of the best like looking futures. But I still think that's Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if we're just talking about the Pacific Division, I still think they have one of the better futures. It's gonna take a while, but because I they do have a lot of very young talent, and they're they're actually pretty decent at drafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is they're just bad at keeping. <laughs> no, th- well, yeah, here recently, but like 
they're not going to get rid of McTavish. They're not going to get rid of Zegras. They're not going to get rid of Terry. You know what I mean? Like those guys, once they get older, are going to be dominating the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of already are. The problem is their teams twelve, twenty seven, and four. <laughs> and three guys can't carry you. To yeah. So it's like, and they're new. They're younger guys. You know, they're just having a rough time right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, imagine. To be honest with you, I hope they end up with Connor Bedard. I hate the Anaheim Ducks jerseys, but I kind of hope they get Bedard because, A, we'd see him more often because he's on our side of the bracket, like mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. But well, I, I mean, don't want Chicago to get him. Yeah, I'm like... You I think the NHL wants Chicago to get him because of how big the market of Chicago is. Like, like they know that the jersey sales are going to be out the, you know, well, then, like, the other thing, too, is, like, I would also be fine with him going to Arizona because then he's still in the West. I think I think what has to happen is be Connor okay Bedard has to go into the West. Yes. No matter what. Like, the East is not the place for him to be, in my opinion. I think the NHL wants a replacement for Patrick Kane. Not meaning that Patrick Kane's, like, this stiff. Meaning they want him in Chicago because, like, they want the next Kane... Mm-hmm. In Chicago is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to like you know yeah. say anything about Matt Kane because obviously he's like one, he's probably, in my opinion, one of the best American-born players of all time. Yeah. So if like, we're being honest, so like, but they need someone to replace him. I know Connor Bedard's a Canadian, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you got to have another yeah, big, big name. picture. You need a name there, and the problem is I just don't want him to go there. <laughs> just personal preference. Yeah, just because we're Blues fans, but mm-hmm. I mean. The the other thing I'm thinking about that would be crazy is imagine if someone like Philadelphia ended up winning the draft lottery. I don't think they would. Normally the draft lottery is the bottom three teams. You usually yes, but I mean there's always that <clears> chance. <throat> and like say someone goes from like sixth, seventh, or eighth up to like second or first. So here's the odds for Bedard right now. Chicago would have the best. Absolutely, because they're the bottom. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them backwards. Verbatim. Yeah. Okay, so it's actually backwards, but the correct way for the draft, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, Arizona, San Jose. Those are the only five teams I think are even possible at getting him if uh, the draft was today. Now, there is Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Philadelphia that also have a possibility. I think once you get to the Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Buffalo, St. Louis area, I think they're two middleman teams to even drop down that low. I think Philadelphia and Ottawa are still kind of doing too good <coughs> for that. I, I Like I said, like Vancouver and Montreal are still under the 40-point mark halfway through the season. So like they could still technically, you know, do it. But like if you like I really it's really down to Chicago and I'm Columbus. They don't have thirty points yet. They barely have twenty five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like but you know, and recently, oh, there was a couple of years in a row where Detroit finished dead last and they didn't get a get. first three picks in any of the drafts. Because they kept jumping like five mm-hmm. or four. And like it did help them. They got you know more insider. Yeah, they got some whatnot. very good players, Lucas Raymond, stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, they didn't get the top tier talent like, you know, that they desperately needed. But now, you know, like I said, Anaheim, very good farm system. You throw Bedard in there, I think they'd be a pretty good team, say, in five, six years, maybe longer. Columbus, team that boy up with Goudreau and Lining. You know what I realized? I would also not like to see Bedard in. What? A Predators jersey. 
Could you um, imagine like one of the best players in the league year wearing just mustard yellow? Well, good enough, good for you, Drew. The National Predators are twenty first in the league, so I, I don't know. think they have to worry about it. I know, but I just thought about it. and I'm like, man. I mean, crazier be... things have happened. Oh yeah, crazier things have definitely happened. But I mean, a team that started thirty first, started the new year in thirty first position out of thirty one teams, ended up winning a Stanley Cup one time. So that is true. And we were just lucky to be here <laughs> to watch it. You know, me and Drew kind of have been slandering the Pacific goaltenders here recently they're, on this episode. They're just not good right now. Uh, the one of the one of the worst ones right now, Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Jack Campbell has a winning record, and only reason he has this winning record is because he gets because of the team in front of him. Yeah, he so he plays for the Edmonton Oilers. If you don't know, if people don't know. Yeah, so, and his contract does not look good at all. Oh god, with no. the way he's been playing. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. He uh, he's eleven eight and one, and his goals against average is three point uh, four five, so basically three and a half. And his save percentage, ooh, this is the killer right here, Drew. No oh, boy, point eight eight three. And so, oh, oh god. In light terms, that's bad. Um, basically, you're guaranteed to give up three goals, you know, every time you set foot on the ice. Not the best look. And then you're only saving about 80% of the shots that come your way. Also rough. Uh, here's some other stats for you, Drew, that you'll like. He's in the bottom 50% in the league that goal, any goal has played one game. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are the stats. He's in the bottom 50%. In goals against average. He's also in the bottom of 50% for his save percentage. Ain't that nuts? It's terrible. Also, he just signed a a five-year deal at the beginning of this year for $5 million each year, you know, AAV. And he's in the first year of it, and he's already 31. So when he's done with it, he'll be 36. And that will be in 2027, the end of the 2027 uh, season. Mm-hmm. So they have him for five more years, well, technically four and a half more years at $5 million. And they're, you know, $5 million for a goalie that is your backup. That ain't it's worth basically it. what we're t- asking, saying right now. Because Skinner, or Stuart Skinner... Has been popping off. Has been popping off. Stuart Skinner is signed until the 26th. Like 2026 season, and he's only making 2.6 million. So together, just in goaltending alone, they're spending seven million six hundred dollars, which is like a lot for goaltending in today's <laughs> you know era of how things are getting paid. Another person we got to talk about. It's not even a person; it's a whole damn team. We've already talked about it a little bit. It's the Anaheim Ducks. We already talked about the Bedard shit. Anaheim Ducks, we already we mentioned this before, so we're not going to talk too much on it. We're just going to basically drop some numbers on you, and it's just one really. The Anaheim Ducks are negative eighty-one. Yeah, they've been scored on eighty-one more times than they've scored goals this year. And the next closest team to them is actually Chicago. They're twenty plus goals away at negative sixty. Ain't that ridiculous? That's. I feel bad for John Gibson. That's okay. So there's only 82 games in a season. That means if they they would lose every game by one or more goals, <laughs> as of right now, if they 
before the season started, if you told them that they're going to be negative 81, that means that they would lose, they would, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, we're going to do something we've never done before. And I'm excited for this. This should be really good. Yes, we like this. The great idea, we might do this even, we might do this more down the road. Uh, on our Discord, we have a Discord server. Uh, we Seriously, are basically, go join it. Yeah, we're basically trying to make the biggest hockey group chat ever conceived ever yeah and then like we're like right now the nfl uh playoffs wild card weekends going on right now and we are trying you know we're kind of off topic right now we're talking about football but in, in the discord and on the podcast too i guess but <laughs> just a little bit yeah but it's just like smidge. just things like that it's a big group chat we have many categories uh i'll read some of them off to you they're kind of all cleverly named i guess like some of them so for the main uh, group texting, the the general area where most yeah. people would type, it's called bank talk, because that's exactly what it is. Basically, shit that you'd say on a bank, just random shit. We have an NHL news, NHL hot takes. We have a memes, hot takes, uh, thing. Hot. and then we have a bunch of shell stuff. If you play, uh, you know, the, any of the NHL games, we have international stuff. Non-NHL sports, which is probably where the NFL's talk should be, but it's not. You know what? It happens. <laughs> and then we have, like, you know, fantasy stuff and stuff like that. We also have voice channels called the Chirp Chamber. That's sick. I, I honestly go in there sometimes just to just to remind myself that I'm, I ain't shit. Yeah. But, like I said, just a big hockey group chat. As of right now, we have a decent amount of people on here. And it is pretty busy on most you know, big events that happen. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get happens. it to being busy twenty four seven, and now that's where you guys come in. We're basically Join. we're trying to get a community started here with uh, you know anyone that's interested <coughs> that uh you know just wants to be in a in a group chat like this and you know like I said it's on Discord. Mm-hmm. There's a link in our Instagram bio for the Discord. And we do do uh we haven't done that that much this year, but we do do polls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We do like, ask questions. Yeah, questions and stuff like that. So one of them that we did here recently was in NHL hot takes. The question was if you guys have any hot takes to drop them here. We had a couple people uh you know throw some stuff at us and we're going to pick one our favorite one out of the uh the the group that we have. And we're going to end up picking this one from Paxton50. The question is, Drew, do the Blues trade O'Reilly and Tarasenko if they do not make the playoffs for a rebuild? At least one of them is going to go because you know Tarasenko is going to walk. Yes, that's... So I would... would, They're both not signed. I could see O'Reilly figuring some sort of deal out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's the captain. He is the captain, and you know he he's made it clear that he has enjoyed his time with the Blues. Yes. Um, so I could see O'Reilly making a deal, but Tarasenko I think is gone, and you have to trade Tarasenko if you want to get anything back. Here's my thought. Looking at cap friendly once again, we're gonna start with Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko, thirty-one years old, his cap takes up nine point one percent of the cap for the Blues. He gets paid $7.5 million a year, and this is his last season signed. He he then becomes an unrestricted free agent. He can go to any team. He's not an RFA. He's a UFA, so he can go to any team. Here's my thoughts on it. He's already put in a 
<clears throat> a trade request. He may have taken that back or he may have not. That wasn't made public. But it had, no one's really talked about it for the last year, maybe. Or less than a year. But you get the gist. It's been a while. Uh, I do think if the Blues are trending not in a playoff direction. And here's the problem. You don't want to be in playoffs and trade off all your pieces just because they're leaving. You know, but you do want someone in return. Like Tarasenko would bring a good return mm-hmm. uh, for the Blues. The whether, it's, whether it's, you know, some higher draft picks yeah, or, or if just it's a, a good player. Yeah. But he, he's going to bring... He's going to bring something. Yeah, he's going to bring something just because of who he is. And he's a, easily a 30-goal scorer, you know, from time to time. <laughs> if he's a really good him. setup, man. But he has had some injury problems with his shoulder, uh, you know, that people know about. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's what I have to say about the whole Tarasenko situation. If the Blues are not in a playoff situation, either you have to sign him before free agency. Or not free agency. Uh, trade deadline. Trade deadline. Because you don't want to take the risk of him just walking and you lose him completely. So either sign him before or trade him for some, you know, good pieces. Uh, or you could do the Matthew Kachuk treatment and do the signing trade. Then you, you get even bigger pieces because now he has a contract and then he's guaranteed, you know, to know he's guaranteed to stay there for however long the contract you know, may be. Mm-hmm. And the Blues have rights, <coughs> you know, as a team that actually signed him to actually give him an eight-year extension instead of a seven, which is what any other team can do. So if a team... Let's just pick a random team. Let's say Florida. Say Florida wants to do an, a ter- let's add Tarasenko, and they want him for eight years to match Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Then they can have the Blues sign him and they trade for him. But then, you know, obviously Blues are going to want more because you're signing a guy that's now signed. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously there has to be a lot of uh, you know good people working on that because you don't want someone to slip through the cracks and you're stuck with a guy for yeah. You know, he doesn't want to be there. For the Ryan O'Reilly part of the question, Ryan O'Reilly is your captain. He led you to the first Stanley Cup. I think he would be interested in re-signing. He seems to like it here. Uh, also, his cap hit is only 9.1 of the cap. He's at also $7.5 million a year. Also is a UFA after this season. I think you kind of got you got to talk with him and figure out what his plan is because same with Tarasenko, if he's not going to be a key, you know, part of your team moving into the 24 seat, 23, 24 season, you have to get rid of him or, you know, you got to get something for him. The thing that bugs me the most, and this is not just because it's the blues, this goes for any team is when teams just let people walk. Yeah. It's like, it's just not a good, it's not a good for the team and it doesn't look good for the league. The only thing that you're accomplishing and some teams need it okay so don't get me wrong but the only thing you're actually accomplishing from letting a guy walk is all that money off your cap is gone yeah because you're not bringing a person back in because obviously there's money going out and there's also money going back in so the only thing you're really doing is like i said you're bringing money or you're taking money out sorry but like i said these two guys are very high-profile guys. There's been a lot of rumors of Ryan O'Reilly. Um, or There's been a lot of rumors in Toronto about Ryan O'Reilly. So, I mean, I don't see how Toronto can swing that. How do you make that work? With the 7.5. The Blues would have to retain some of that. I also think retaining money is also kind of dumb, too. 
Because why would I pay a player that's not on my team? Mm-hmm. When I could obviously I could trade him to some other team. You know, if it's last case scenario, you got to do it. You know, to do it. You know, mm-hmm. but you get what I'm saying. So, like we said, that question was from Discord from Paxton Fifty. He, uh, you know, he, he responded to uh, you know the text. So we're we're gonna mention him on good, that it was one. A good question. Yeah, too. good question. I mean, it got us talking for you know five six minutes here. And it's kind of, you know, a lot of local people do listen, so it is kind of a, a local one. It doesn't have to be local. You, yeah. know, you could ask questions about the Anything. Winnipeg Jets that we said weren't important. Now, the thing the thing I'm wondering is, uh, what what team do you think the Blues would try to move Tarasenko to? Well, I think the bigger question would be, what team would Tarasenko want to go to? Because he's a no-trade clause. That's true. So I mean, I could see him absolutely wanting to go to the Rangers. Can I? Why? Okay, I was thinking the same thing. Because his but the other there. town, I was thinking, or not the other town, it's the exact same town. The Islanders. Islanders. I think the Islanders would be interested in Tarasenko. Yeah, he's from Russia. Shoots left. He's six foot. Uh yeah. The only thing that really makes sense is, like, to me, would be the Islanders. But what do you get back if you're St. Louis? I don't know. Like the Ryan O'Reilly trade talk like got me back to him for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, people mo- doing mock drafts and stuff like that. Like they were the Blues were gonna get like a couple picks and then uh Robinson. So J- Jason Robinson's brother. He's okay. He's supposed to be this like big prospect of theirs, but he keeps coming up and not and not performing. doing anything. So it's like, I don't know why I'd trade Ryan O'Reilly, a captain who has amazing facial hair, and he's won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> not not because of his face-off percentage, but because of his face. Yeah, so like, that's another thing. And like his face-off percentage. You know what I mean? Like, why would I trade him? Obviously, most trades happen that way. We we're trading an older or a guy in his prime or, you know, is capable to play in this league for a guy that hasn't proven himself yet. It's how most trades go down. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm not sure if I'd risk just doing Jason Robertson. And to be honest with you, the Maple Leafs, if I was a GM, I'm not helping. <laughs> because they've screwed themselves with the contracts. I'm not going to give them a get-out-of-jail-free card. you know. Also, we were talking about the money situation with Tarasenko. The money situation with Ryan O'Reilly and the, and the Maple Leafs. <clears throat> How are the Maple Leafs going to drop $7.5 million off their cap because... Yeah, Nate yeah. Robinson, or yeah, Nicholas Robinson isn't worth that. No, I think his I think contract's that not point, that high. You'd have to move somebody like Nylander. Yeah, okay. Actually, while we're just talking about this, instead of just fumbling around with numbers, let's actually go look at their stupid thing. Oh, they're the top. I forgot because they're full. <sighs> let's take a look. So the here's another problem. <coughs> Their cap space right now, mm-hmm. their projected cap hit is eighty eight million dollars. The cap is eighty two, yeah. so they're six million over, but they have almost six million in LTIR, and their ca- projected cap space is literally zero dollars. They are maxed out to the penny. Wow. Their current cap space, if necessary, is only one million dollars. So once again, you can't. Yeah, really do too much with that, and their roster size is twenty three out of twenty three, and their contracts are forty nine out of fifty. They only have one contract unsigned, but here's what we're looking for: 
William Nylander, he makes 6.9. Matthews makes 11. Tavares, 11. Mitch Marner, 10.9. So basically 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go by money right now, O'Reilly for Nylander and maybe like a pick or two. I'm trying to find what's his name. I don't know who what's his name is. Robinson. Robinson. Nick Robinson. But he's hurt. So where's the hurt? Okay. So Robinson literally makes less than a million dollars. He makes seven hundred and ninety six thousand. Mm-hmm. So how is dropping Nicholas Robinson, who's hurt right now, by the way, and he's only signed into twenty twenty four, so he only has two years left. Yeah. But he's an RFA. How does that affect that, like something else has to be moved, you know, like like that right there screams to me. Um, a, a three team, a three team trade. Yeah, there has to be more people involved in that just than these two, because you're literally dealing with two teams right now that are at the cap already, and they, there's no wiggle room. You can't you can't make that work without getting no. more people and more pieces involved. Yeah, at least at least for that scenario. Yes, but that does seem kind of. I know it seems more likely to happen because it's just a big. Like, obviously, it's going to be a playoff team. So you got to think of the playoff teams. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're telling me, like, someone like New Jersey wouldn't want that? Now, the problem is, I don't want anyone from New Jersey. Yeah. <coughs> you know? Unless, unless his name is Jasper Brett. I do like him. I like Miles Wood, too. Mm-hmm. But not for Ryan O'Reilly. You know what I mean? So next, we're going to talk about, or I'm, gonna, I'm physically just going to talk about uh, this story that happened a couple weeks ago. Nothing hockey related because it's a funny story. All right. And is then this a junk drawer uh, thing? And then we're going to finish it up. Yes, it is a junk drawer. We haven't done these in a while. All right. So me and my girlfriend went on a date. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is already a bad story. Okay. We went, why? <laughs> Starts <laughs> off. Don't laugh. No. <laughs> it starts off me and Madison, my girlfriend, going on a date to a place we go to pretty often. And we're sitting down waiting for our food to come. It's one of those places where they like take your phone number mm-hmm. and you know it dings. You know, like yeah, you'll, yeah. Get a, you'll get a send text, you a message. Yeah, whenever the, the food's ready. And so we're chilling, you know, waiting for our food. And we're, there's like these big long tables. It's like a very awkward thing. There's only two of us, but there's like ten seats at this table. But that's like the only size tables they have, so everyone looks awkward. But anyway, the table next to us, the one that we're facing, okay, mm-hmm. gets or it's it's a full table, and it's like they all know each other. It's like a family and friends and stuff like so that. So they're a little loud. And yeah, but they all know each other. But they're mm-hmm. kind of like talking in groups. And what I mean by that. It's like this half of the table is talking about one thing. The middle part's talking about another thing. And then the other end is, you know, they're having a good time, you know, getting mm-hmm. to know each other. The, the one dude is so loud that like, I can't even hear what the other conversations are about. And yes, we're eavesdropping hella hard. It's fun to eavesdrop. Sure is, Drew. That's what we were doing, too. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there is this long table, like 10 seats, on... The left-hand side, a small guy, but stocky. Okay, so basically small and, you know, kind of round. Wearing the tightest shirt you've ever seen and a cargo shorts. Okay. You say tightest shirt, and I'm thinking, like, pointy-ass nipples. (laughs) You can can see He was in that area for sure. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, that's what he was wearing. 
Okay. But he was the loudest guy. So that was the conversation we heard. He was like talking about like, like W2, like all this like random work stuff to like kids that were like in high school. Okay. And you could tell that he wasn't like a dad figure. He's maybe more of like an uncle yeah. you know, type guy. And like he was talking about like, you know, how to file for this and, and how to do taxes. Like it's weird, random stuff, you know? That no one in high school is going to care yeah, about. No one in high school cares about. Okay. So here's the other thing that he was talking about, though. He was talking about like emails. Okay. So he must have just got this new job. And the job is, you know, more computer based and he has to send emails. So they were talking, he was talking about that. And he's like, people in this company don't understand how emails work. So he's like, he's like, I'm typing in emails and saying it to him. No one's responding. So I go and talk to him in person. They're like, we have no clue how to work emails. Okay. So he's like, he's telling these kids at this table about this story. And he's like telling them and he's like, so he was like, I'm, you know, I'm showing them how to do email. We're on Gmail and we're typing in the email address of people you want to send it to and all that. And then he's like, and then like I put in the subject and then I, I type what I need to or send a photo, whatever you need. To. Right. You, you do whatever. Yeah, Cause you know how emails work, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's going through all that. So then he has them do it by themselves, you know, like with his supervision, like, you know, looking over to make sure they're doing it right. This is what the lady puts that he's teaching. She puts in who it's going to, easy peasy. Subject, she puts English. And then she puts whatever she needs to put in. Okay? And I was like, okay, whatever. She thought subject was like what subject of class it is. So since she's typing, uh-huh. like in paragraphs, you know, it's She's like an like English class. class. So if she was like typing something that had to do with numbers or something, she'd put like algebra or math or like, you know what I mean? It was like kind of like, what? So he's telling this story. Now I'm shortening it up because there's a lot of stuff he talked about because we were sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes. Anyway, they get up and they're ready to go. Okay. So they, he didn't really say anything other because all the rest of the stuff was about like 401ks and how to save for retirement and just random shit that good you know, information. Fresh, yeah, freshmen don't care though. Yeah, they don't you know. Care shit. Okay, so here's the best part. Ready? He stands up to leave. Okay. It does this he SpongeBob? Dude, does he SpongeBob? No, this dude's wearing the freaking toe shoes, where each toe is like in its individual like hole. You know what I'm talking about, right? So he's wearing, oh, he's, so no. I call, I, in my head, I lean over to Madison. I'm like, this twinkle toes, <laughs> you know? And, I, and so we were making fun of him for having those shoes on. Here's the, that's not even the best part. Drew. <laughs> it's not that's not even the best part. We were so distracted by him talking to these high school kids about 401ks and retirement plans <laughs> and emails that we didn't even realize the whole rest of the table, like what they were wearing and and like stuff like that. Okay, so the two kids that he was talking to, okay, was like I said, they're probably freshman, sophomore age kids. Mm-hmm. The the first one was a girl, and like I said, freshman, sophomore. She's wearing you know the normal high school kid look of like sweatpants, sweatshirt, you know, just being lazy. High heels, like three inch. High tops, girl. High tops, girl. No. <laughs> Guy next to her, we're going to skip because he's the best one, okay? Uh. A couple seats down because there was like a gap, uh-huh. you know? Uh, 
couple seats down was this girl wearing like all this like leather uh stuff but it wasn't like biker leather it was like brown leather and she stood up she looked like the girl version of indiana jones she had like the pants the boots like the cargo pants like leather cargo pants with like the leather boots and like the belt buckle on and then she had like the button-up shirt but it was like sun faded you know she had like the the fleece not the fleece what is it that the cowboys have the little dangly Oh, the ribbon kind of thing. Yeah, but she had like a jacket I with those what it's called. on it. Tassels, maybe? Tassels, yeah. With like that on it. And then she had like the cowboy hat, like the flattened cowboy hat, like the Indiana Jones hat, you know? Yeah, and she had a satchel. It all matched, too. It was all the same color. Like it was like a put together outfit. So on the other side of the table is like all these like little kids, so we're not going to really talk about them. The kid that I skipped, though, he's the best one. You're going to like this one, okay? He stands up, doesn't have a hat on, okay? Mm-hmm. So he has his hat, like, tucked, like, folded or, like, rolled up, and he has it in his hoodie pocket, okay? Drew, this dude stands. I did not notice this from the back because we're looking, like, his back's to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, I look at this kid. He stands up, and he's like, Dad, I don't know where we're going to go next. Like, that's what he said, but like, I don't know what that means, you know? Uh, he pulls out his hat, Drew, puts it on like like how you put a baseball hat on, and he turns around. Drew, this dude was decked out <laughs> in Civil War Union soldier uniform. <laughs> hat and all. And we're not, Drew, we're not even talking about like the shitty ones. We're talking about like the war reenactment where they're like made out of wool, you know? Real buttons. <laughs> he said, Dad, I don't know where we're going to next. Put his hat on, turn around. I go, oh, my God. That's a soldier right there. And like I said, this dude's like 15, 16 years old. <laughs> it was so funny. Sorry, not to pop on. Um, girlfriend here. I also would like to point out while Indiana Jones stands up, the moment we both realize we realize it, we're going da 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 and then and then we slowly pan together at the exact same time pan our eye contact from Indiana Jones to the left to the Union soldier, and we're like both of our jaws drop, and we just. It was just, it was a beautiful moment that we both had together. Any comments, Drew? Just one. What the fuck? (laughs) That's not a comment. (laughs) It was just kind of a weird thing. And there was also this girl there that was walking around with her boyfriend. Before we got there, they were walking around. When we were leaving, they were still walking around trying to figure out what they wanted to eat. And this girl... How indecisive do you have to be? I don't know, Drew, but just listen to this. This girl was maybe like 250. Okay? We're not body shaming here, but she was, it was just funny. No, she, was, she wasn't even that heavy. The problem was she definitely was probably like a triple D. Okay? And Nobody knows what that yeah, means. Yeah, no one knows what that is because... She had, you know, super honkers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and her shirt was so low cut that it was showing her party hats <laughs> while she was walking around. A little too much, Drew. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you know what I mean. Fuck was this? Oh, you're trying to go, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> but yeah, like like we said, so the shirt was riding a little too close <laughs> to you know what, and little bit was popping up. They walked oh. around the whole. We were there for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, and nobody nobody told her anything. I'm not going to say it. Why would I want to go and talk to her? That's a fair point. Uh, but yeah, we were there for like an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they walked around the whole entire time. They did sit what? down for a little bit, but they never <laughs> actually picked anything to physically eat. So it was just kind of one of those weird... Oh ones. my God. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting day. I'm flabbergasted. I told me, junk drawers are pretty interesting when they come up. But it's just kind of weird stuff. So, to sum this whole entire episode up, Drew, what did you learn? Nothing. (laughs) I I, I, I can't even speak right now. He's thinking about party hats. Jeez. I'll tell you what I I learned, Drew. I learned that you guys, if you're not in it already, you should should join that Discord. That's a good one. Link in the Instagram bio. That's your first thing you're doing right after this. Second thing you're doing... You're buying coasters. Is... Well, you could if you want. But the second thing I'm doing, though, is if you're hockey six looking ratty and you got tape on there that hasn't been, you know, redone in like two, three years. So I know some of y'all don't retape the top of your stick like you do the bottom of your stick. You guys are going to go to that butt ends and you're going to put it on a discount and code. And then you don't even have to waste tape. And then you don't have to use tape. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it a deal, Drew. But anyway, any any final thoughts, Drew? Um, that bitch is cray. That uh, bitch is cray. And uh, no, I I'm really hoping uh, within the uh, next couple weeks we get some really really good games that get played. Yeah. What's gonna suck about the next couple weeks? Today we are by ourselves. Next week we do have a guest. And then we skipped an episode on accident, but it actually works out for us because we're moving. That's right. Stu- the studio's changing again. Yeah, once again. And then then it's going to be the whole got to set up real quick mm-hmm. for the next week and stuff like that. So we've got a couple more weeks of chill, and then it's going to go right back to being chaotic. Just how we live life. All right. Well, that will do it. On, ba- on behalf of Drew, I'm having... And we hope you guys enjoyed episode 56 of the Fanville Hockey Podcast. We'll see you guys next week with our new guest. See ya. You've been listening to the Fanville Hockey Podcast, your one-stop source for everything NHL. You can follow the show on Instagram at Fanville Podcast. If you'd like to rep the Ville, go to shopfanville.myspreadshop.com or hit the link in our Instagram bio. 